Grace Family Church of Rhode Island presents Word of Hope, a sermon series with Pastor Luciano Cozzi. Welcome. The Word of Hope sermon series is a ministry of Grace Family Church of Rhode Island. It was instituted to bring sound teachings from the Word of God to as many people as possible. As you listen to this message, it is our hope and prayer that the Lord will bless you through it and bring you hope, comfort, and guidance. And now, Pastor Kotze. Let justice roll on like a river. Let righteousness be like a mighty stream. May the dividing wall of injustice fall so we may all sit together at a common table. May the all-powerful word of God that never returns void accomplish his will of peace and equality so we may all sit together at a common table. May each one of us practice humility and remember God created all people the same. May we turn away from discord and hate so we may all sit together at a common table. May we stand hard against injustice, sow seeds of trust, service, and hope, and above all, love God and our neighbor so we may all sit together at a common table. Lord, may every valley be exalted and every hill and mountain be made low. May the uneven be made straight, the rough places made smooth so we may all sit together at a common table. Amen. Well, good morning, brethren. January 6, 2021. A day that brought many of us to tears. And I was not an exception to that. I was crying. I was crying for a nation that has been so divided that the danger to its constitution this time came from within. I was crying for the many citizens who chose this nation as they escaped regimes ruled by force and violence and found in the United States of America a new hope, the hope of a government that is led not by violence, but by a process of respect, even for those who may disagree with us. I was crying for my children and for my grandchild, wondering what we have come to, what kind of country are we passing on to them. I was crying. I was crying for our representatives and senators who were in danger as shots were fired into the chamber while they were asked to stay down on the ground before being evacuated to safety. I was crying for the people who were injured, for the five who were killed, and for the many families in grief. But I was also angered, deeply, deeply angered, by the mockery of leaders and followers who pretended to be Christians and who, carrying the name of Jesus on their flags, chose to participate in a violent attempt to undermine the government. I was appalled and horrified to see not only the halls of our democracy violated, 
but also the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ desecrated and blasphemed by being carried and displayed on flags and signs during such despicable acts of sedition committed in the name of people who took a vow to uphold and defend the Constitution. A constitution, by the way, that many servicemen and servicewomen have given their life to defend. As a Christian, I have to admit I am ashamed. I am insulted. I am outraged. But I am also encouraged. I am encouraged by the fact that such acts of violence have not stopped a transition. I am encouraged that our legislators gathered once again to complete their work according to the mandates of the Constitution of this country. I am encouraged by the fact that those who participated do not represent the majority of Americans nor the majority of Christians. And I'm encouraged by a renewed desire from both sides to work together and regain what has made this country, this United States of America, the chosen home of so many people in the past and in our generation. I am encouraged by the fact that as Christians we serve a sovereign God who has overcome this world He's a God of peace who will bring true and lasting peace to this world but he will not bring it by a political party or by political leaders. God will bring his peace, that peace by his spirit and his presence. And this is not just hope. It is a fact. A fact we can all count on. Peace, true peace for the whole entire world, is not just a dream. It's a reality that is coming. I am encouraged by the fact that we worship a God who cannot be controlled by human power. He cannot be controlled by greed. And whose kingdom, as Jesus himself stated, is not of this world but will one day saturate this world with his presence, with his peace, and with his joy. As a Christian and a pastor, I feel like I want to shout. I want to shout loud and clear that while Scripture calls us to respect our leaders, it does not call us to worship them. I want to shout as loud as I can that our job as followers of Jesus Christ is not that of promoting any political party as our Savior. We already have a Savior. And Jesus Christ is our Savior. That Savior, Jesus Christ, is the one who commanded us to love one another even as he has loved us. In fact, they love even our enemies the way God loves. Sacrificially. Giving instead of taking. 
being willing to love the enemies. Yes, even those who don't agree with us. Yes. Brethren, when Christianity becomes just a means to gain power, when it becomes an excuse for violence or lawlessness, then that Christianity proves itself to be false. Nothing more than a pretense and a farce. True Christians, true followers of Jesus Christ, understand that power is not found in force or violence or physical strength, but in the expression of a love of God. A love of God that is a relentless love. The love of God, you see, is unstoppable. It is a force that nothing will ever overcome. And it is that love, not violence, not brute force, not, not anything like that, makes, that makes us Christian. That love, that love of God poured out in our hearts. That's what makes us Christians, true Christians. And it makes us who we truly, really are. Followers of the one who gave all of himself for us. The ultimate expression of that love. Who loved us so much that for the joy of reconciling us with him, he was willing to endure even the cross. It is not just my sincere hope but the very call of the Holy Spirit, that we will all remember this in the days to come, and that as we pray for this country and for this ailing world, we may be his light and his salt in the world. You see, too many people today have been presented a distorted view of Christianity. A view that misrepresents Christianity, reducing it to nothing more than a way to gain followers in a power grab. But Christianity is not that. Oh, Christianity is so much more, so much deeper, so much greater than that. Let's not diminish, let's not tear it down. Christianity is profound. It is not human or political power that has given us the strength to endure even the fiercest of persecutions. Now, what enables us to endure the persecutions throughout the centuries and even in our days is the presence of the Holy Spirit, the presence of God himself, that God who is love, the God who has created all things and sustains all things. The God whose power transcends even the whole entire vast universe. You see, his love is not weakness. In fact, I can boldly say that his power rests in his infinite love. Brethren, it is in the first chapter of John, the Gospel of John, 
that we read who we actually worship and follow. He is the self-existing God, the one who was, who is, and who will be, the eternal one, the self-existing one, who made all things that exist, with no exception, because nothing on the things that was ever made has ever been made without him. He is the one who is the source of all life. And is called the light that shines in the darkness and overcomes all darkness, every kind of darkness, every form of darkness. He is the one who, although was, he was rejected by his own, was still willing to make himself one of us, human, just like us, to suffer and die for us so that we may be able to have eternal life in him and with him. And eternal life that is not made of war and conflict and division and strife, but an eternal life that is made of peace and harmony in the immense, in infinite glory that comes in the communion with our Creator, the source and the sustainer of all things. May that peace start now, today. And may that peace, the peace of God, begin with us. May His light shine brightly in this world as we Christians express not violence, not division, not strife, but His love, His love toward all as the Lord Jesus Christ has commanded us to do. To love one another, even as He Himself has loved us. And to love even our enemies with His love. So brethren, may the God of peace, the God of all comfort, be with you all. And may He strengthen you in that infinite love that He is. God bless you. This has been a long year. A year of uncertainty, struggle, pain. We've watched a virus take countless lives. People we knew, people we loved. Jobs have been lost. Businesses have shut down. And churches have been forced to close their doors. We've witnessed division on an unprecedented level. Cities filled with violence. Streets filled with protesters. And we felt the sting of racism. The deep heartache of hate. There have been times where it's been difficult to see the hand of God. But even in the darkest of moments, He has been there. Faithful. Present powerful. As a new year begins, we stand on a simple truth. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll soar on wings as eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. 
They'll walk and not grow faint. We don't know what this new year will hold, but we know that it's held by a God whose mercies are new every morning. This is where we place our trust. This is the truth on which we stand. This is our hope for the new year. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O oh, Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life.
you're listening, here is my message. Keep loving your enemies no matter what they do. Keep doing good to those who hate you. Keep speaking blessings on those who curse you. Keep praying for those who mistreat you. If someone strikes you on one cheek, offer the other cheek too. If someone steals your coat, offer him your shirt too. If someone begs from you, give to him. If someone robs you of your valuables, don't demand them back. Think of the kindness you wish others would show to you. Do the same for them. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get the same amount back. If you want to be extraordinary, love your enemies. Do good without restraint. Lend with abandon. Don't expect anything in return. Then you'll receive the truly great reward. You will be children of the Most High. For God is kind to the ungrateful and those who are wicked. So imitate God and be truly compassionate the way your Father is.